Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow men, hoping we can make think we can make it better? Well, we do, and that's why we're here, and that's why we keep broadcasting uh, on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night uh, at 6 p.m. with a special guest to help us figure out how we can make it better. That's not better for us but better for the world we live in. And uh, that will have something to do with us, I think, eventually. But we just, uh, we believe that uh, God, through Jesus Christ, eager to meet everybody with a gift of grace and love and forgiveness, that this is the day of salvation and that God is offering uh, a free gift of forgiveness of sins to everybody. I mean, come on. How can you turn that down? And uh, our job is to get that message out. Uh, That's the primary reason we are here. And to tell you the truth, since we're going to live for eternity... That's the primary reason you are here and we're here is to hear this good news and to get linked up with God through Christ so that we can serve him for the rest of our lives. Uh, What an incredible message. We're here to spread that message in whatever way we can, but we're also here uh, to simply take up our place in the world uh, and to love people that we meet uh, in every walk of life because we believe that is the way they're going to hear the message through us. So we have um, every, every week we have a guest who will help open our eyes to some things and uh, uh, let us maybe catch a new glimpse of what he's doing and what God is doing in the world through each one of us. And uh, tonight, we are very, very happy to have uh, with us a guest who happens to be uh, our newest board member for the Catch Ministry, and a man who has known about uh, my music and ministry for longer than I knew I've known about him. And... uh, uh, that's kind of cool, um, and he is. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit later about a very interesting work that he does. His company is uh, the same as his name, Boland, and he makes 
uh, his company makes and supplies monitors for uh, video work and productions um, all over the place and uh, believe it or not uh, has provided most likely uh, Mike Boland monitors are going to be filling up the trucks, the live uh, coverage trucks in uh, Washington that are going to be covering uh, the all-star game tonight. That's right. And so we're going to find out a little bit further down the road how they do that. But right now, we're going to talk a little bit about Johnny's Cafe because that's our theme for this week. It's a, it's a, uh, an album that I recorded in 1979. And um, uh, Mike has agreed to come and be my guest tonight to talk a little bit about that album, a little bit about music in general, and uh, then, then we're going to jump into uh, some, some fun things about video. So uh, would you please uh, put your hands together, although we won't hear you, and give us uh, a big welcome to our Blog Talk Radio guest, Mike Boland. Welcome, Mike. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. How are you doing tonight? Absolutely terrific. Um, you know, right. we're a little spoiled as in California sunshine, but that just can't wreck anybody's yeah. mood. <laughs> no, that's for sure. That's for sure. And we've had a lot of hot weather lately. Um, it's cooled off a little bit right now. So uh, I'm happy for that because uh, I I actually like the cool cooler weather better than the hotter weather, but that's just me. Um, and uh, but we are uh, Mike. Let's go back to let's go back to where where this begins, and um, because you and I uh, have some beginnings together uh, in. And the Palo Alto area through Peninsula Bible Church. Um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, when you first came to know uh, me and my work and my ministry and uh, what you were doing at the time um, uh, through Peninsula Bible Church? You bet. Um, you preceded me to PBC by probably only a few months. I arrived at PBC not knowing that PBC was behind everything as a confused young man, but with a God-shaped hole in my heart that I sought to, to go fill after I'd mm. tried to fill it every other way. Although drugs weren't quite a part of my scene as a young person, I I probably looked for, um, you know, relationships and emotions that would, that would uh, bring connectivity uh. that really can't, can't, can't come any other way without without you know without knowing the lord the rest of it doesn't doesn't really have any meaning and uh mm. but fortunately um PBC had a far reaching ministry and uh folks um figured out how to have an outreach that's really similar to to what Johnny's cafe was all about is all about because yeah. It's it's the one-on-one um, 
word of mouth that really helps us to understand what the Lord has to offer and Mm. um, gives us the opportunity to have a personal testimony by allowing, uh, you know, folks near, nearby us in, even if it's only for a few hours a week or even an hour on a, in a singles group on a Sunday morning to, to, to start to get a glimpse a little bit about what the, what the Lord uh, is all about for, for our lives and, and for our relationship yeah. with with him as well as for our relationships with each other. And without those two key things, boy, life 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 is kind of a big puzzle and and not very fulfilling in in my point of view. Hmm. Well, you um maybe I I I probably should say to our listeners who don't who aren't used to hearing about PBC, that's a little bit insider talk language here <laughs> for those of us who who were in Palo Alto in the late 60s, early 70s. But uh, we're, we're referring to Peninsula Bible Church in Palo Alto that uh, in, the, in the 70s was a key place in the, in the San Fran- whole San Francisco Bay Area for the beginnings of the Jesus movement and for – it was really a discipleship church wouldn't you say mike i mean training people and sending them out um is pretty much uh what pbc did they 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 didn't build it was a little different than you know down in calvary chapel they where where they just got bigger and bigger and bigger and huge numbers would came so bible church never had the huge numbers but i think they had a different they had the depth approach training and the teaching, and they sent people out, tons of people who went from there um, to build uh, their own churches or their own groups, uh, discipleship groups, what have you. Um, how did you get connected? How, how did you find out about PBC, and how did you start coming? You know, it's funny. Um, we we look at back on PBC, and and we realize that in its day, PBC was very much, though, a megachurch where um, the definition of a megachurch mm. back then was maybe a 1,000 people, uh, you know, for a <laughs> Sunday <true>. attendance. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in its That's day, true. that was definitely that. And it's funny how the Lord works in ways, you know, you, sometimes you pray not quite knowing who the Lord is and see what miracles come along. And for me, it was... Uh, um, a, a, a very young uh, new coworker uh, to a to a place where um, I had found myself working a mile from PBC. I've later found out <laughs> who mm. had uh, moved down from from uh, Washington State, and little did I know that uh, her introducing me to PBC to uh, a, a, a Sunday morning singles ministry that. Uh, was sponsored by PBC called uh, Careers Alive, and it met in what was a very new concept at the in at the time. It met in a in a food court, and so the mall was all pretty well shut down. But the food court had a very active group of. I came walking in to find mm-hmm. four hundred young people wow. getting together for uh, coffee uh-huh. and donuts and a little folk music and a few minutes of teaching and a really key element. That was part of of what they 
what they did there on Sunday morning for an hour or so was um, to have a time where uh, at the at the at the small table format that would hold six or eight people, um, where folks could could chat and you could participate and and uh, or you could just sit back and listen to what people were talking about, which was um, often a bit of a reaction to uh, a short 20-minute uh, um, teaching time. It, we would call it as Christians mm-hmm. um, that um, helped us to 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 grow a bit because a lot of us were were uh, new to the idea of a of a personal relationship. A lot of a lot of young people mm-hmm. had had still been coming out of traditional denominations and so forth, and the concept of our personal relationship was 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 not well known, <clears throat> and uh, that's that's absolutely uh, the key to to the power that the Lord offers us because then on a very intimate level we can begin to understand with eyes that we never were able to have to see uh, like we did. Um, as we started to grow um, in in meeting people and becoming a bit more involved in his work, yeah. Wow. What uh, now? You you seem to have a particular interest uh, in Christian music and and especially in some of the early Jesus music. When did you first start to to get interested in that? And 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 what were what was some of the music that uh, uh, you know that that got through to you that you really liked. Actually, music was the foundation to my relationship with the Lord because um, I hadn't gone to uh, Sunday morning get-togethers at uh, the food court for for more than a few weeks before um, what I later identified were a guy and a gal that were kind of there to help uh, help with the discussions at the table. And the gal mentioned that uh, in introducing herself, you know, that, oh, she she worked in the local area. And um, turns out this gal was a stewardess. And um, she she mentioned, uh, she asked me, you know, what my background was. And I grew up as a as a teen with a bit of a record collection, not not large by some aficionado standards. But she says, (laughs) oh, well, you you you'd kind of like some of this and let me bring you some LPs. And so she did. And she brought me a half a dozen hmm. uh, discs and um, Naftali was one of them, as it turns out. And uh, there was yeah. Chuck Gerard and there was uh, uh, just, you know, some, some really early uh, explorers in, in mm-hmm. uh, Christian contemporary folk music. And of course, by this time, wow. this is 75 and, it had been kind of snowballing a little bit uh, in at least the English-speaking countries, and of course, unbeknownst to most mm-hmm. of the world. And now, of course, it's a major genre on the internet and on FM and XM radio and so forth. But at the time, we we really had no idea. But for me, it was very special yeah. because um, here were people singing from the heart, and they were explaining. Mm-hmm and really gave me a, a real foundation of what it was like to know the Lord and, and uh, interact with our brothers and sisters. And it was hmm. one of the venues that, um, you know, God can have to your heart. And it's not for everybody, but it's, uh, it definitely spoke. Uh, 
we are, you know, at the catch, as you know, we're kind of, uh, we are celebrating our, our member partners for the next few weeks. And, and, and we've chosen as our theme, Johnny's cafe, because we, we're creating actually creating a web, uh, site. It's a website within a website. Um, this will be just for member partners and, uh, but it's going to be called Johnny's cafe and we're having fun kind of filling it up with various, uh, activities and, and various inf- pieces of information and, and the like. Um, but, uh, of course, all of that was inspired, uh, by my album, Johnny's cafe with, with the song by that same title. Um, where did you, uh, do you remember at all when you first started to hear Johnny's cafe and, and, and what was your, what was your reaction to it? You know, it's funny because um, I got married just before uh, Johnny's Cafe came out. So that turns out to be a pretty busy time. But I first started hearing the tracks of Johnny's Cafe on a very small radio station uh, in the south part of the San Francisco Bay uh, that uh, was rented time on a community radio station. And uh, they they were experimenting with Christian radio at the time. And there really wasn't such a concept at that point. And you couldn't just, uh, you know, go to your FM radio and just go tune something in and enjoy tunes like you can now in almost any, in, almost in any town or, or city. And so um, mm. I go, okay, I recognize this name. And um, naturally, after being able to listen to a song a few times and take the lyrics to heart, you go, whoa, okay. Now I get it, and for for me, re- remembering the uh, experiences in Queers Alive, where where it's just people talking from the heart about mm-hmm. themselves and about what's going on mm-hmm. in the world around them, that is was a parallel example to to uh, the lyrics in Johnny's Cafe. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, then, what what is the message of this song? I mean, what what does it say to you? What's the What's the basic thing that grabs you about it? That I really do have the opportunity as a person that's just a normal human to share what I know on a one-on-one basis with anyone I might meet or with coworkers or family members Mm. who may not know the Lord, but yet in a range of topics, you can put a spark sometimes in someone's heart. Uh, even without uh, necessarily having the time to to develop uh, a, a clear picture of mature Christianity, but it, but you can start to show folks, uh, yeah, you know, a little you, bit about what your testimony you think, is. Do you think you need training to do this, Mike? I mean, do you need to go to classes to learn how to share your faith and stuff like that? And of what course. You don't, and that's what makes it so genuine for people that you talk to, is they they can see into your heart. You know, when when you when you're plain spoken and in sharing what 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 your life is about and what your reaction to the world is, and you know, people can have a positive reaction to things that go on on around them, and they can have a little bit of a negative reaction. There's enough negativity that when someone wants to talk about things in a positive way people's ears prick up 
and uh, you know they become interested almost yeah. automatically. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, I love that picture. I think I I even got that picture this morning about a relationship is like an open door, and and if I'm able to open the door of my life to someone else, and then they in turn um, receive that. So that they're opening their door to me. So we've basically got our doors open to each other, which means, guess what? Uh, Jesus can walk right through there. <laughs> that's, uh, I love that picture. Um, and that, that that's just so true. And, and like you were asking earlier about, um, music being able to have an impact. You know, the door was opened, and I was able to say, mm-hmm. yes, I'd like to listen to this. And then I found out there was so much more. And then I sprint. Mm-hmm. I had one of those aha moments. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. You know, er- earlier this week, um, I made a, a distinction between uh, – uh, well, I, I kind of came up with the corner booth at Johnny's that Maybe let's say we designate the corner booth for the Christians. You know, they, they've been meeting there for some time and they have Bible studies there and, and they get together and pray and do all this stuff. And even though it's at Johnny's Cafe, it's not in a church or anything like that. Um, still, that's kind of the, the, that's where the Christian group is. And um, uh, I, I made a distinction between sitting in that group uh, and seeking to have an effect upon the rest of Johnny's Cafe, rest of the people there, versus sitting at the counter. I was just um, going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Contrast those for me a little bit. <laughs> you can You can have a certain amount of intimacy that's important, especially when when getting to know someone in a booth that's not quite the same as a more open discussion like the counter represents. The counter is an opportunity to, to, you know, lay out a few ideas. And it doesn't necessarily, although it can get into kind of a heavy discussion, it's, it's, uh, you know, a lot more public of a forum. And people uh, are sometimes a little bit um, more hesitant to comment, and sometimes they're not hesitant mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> Don't you think that um, in the last few years, people have gotten a little bit defensive, um, non-Christians have, in relationship to Christians, just because of all of the news and the the politics and you know everything else that's that, that we seem to hear about uh, that that doesn't have anything to do with the gospel, but seems to be what Christians are all about. Um, and and sometimes uh, I think some of that clouds the picture. Don't don't you think? I do, and I tend to um, lay a little bit of that blame at the feet of a media who wants to make stories interesting and sensationalizes mm. them a bit. And um, the 
the uh, the less positive side of some aspects of society have um, really almost well. The result, of course, is the polarization that that we're seeing in a in our contemporary society, and we're talking mm-hmm. about yeah. people who don't really quite understand what Christianity is about, but it's easy to to take potshots at somebody that's pure of heart. And um, I I think that's really uh, made it difficult. But people still have God-shaped holes in their heart. And um, Mm. many circumstances, Mm. they'll be able to look past the the, um, contemporary negativism and... and, and, uh, a Christian who is has a testimony of a lifestyle that is desirable uh, can can break through that that barrier. Yeah, and some you know, someone who cares, don't, someone who loves them, someone who's open. Don't you think um, it's a it's such a you know a relationship is such a different thing than than a, uh, you know, a, a, a whole group coming at you or the media coming at you or who, uh, whoever. Um, I just, uh, I think that's, isn't that pretty much really what it's all about, that we, Johnny's Cafe is a place where we we can meet people one-on-one, face-to-face. And that's really the way the gospel is going to go forth. And you're right. You hit hit the nail on the head. If, if you know, they will know us because of our love. And it, if love mm. doesn't come across, nobody's going to be interested uh, in, in yeah. going any deeper. Wow. And, you know, if you, if you go on social media, love is not what strikes you between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, probably easy. Usually the opposite, most yes. likely. There's a lot of hatred and a lot of bullying, and yeah. So well, we got a job that's to kind do. Of, yeah, and it's kind of okay too because it paints a very negative picture that makes um, the pure heart of a Christian who's you know thought this through a little bit a lot more attractive because there's a big contrast yeah. then. How cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, we've only got a few more minutes left, Mike, but I I, I want to tell our listeners a little bit about um, your inventions over the years and your company and what it does. Explain that to us. And uh, I apologize for not having the official name for for Boland Incorporated or whatever it is. Can you you give us us a little bit of history about... um, what you do. You bet. It's in, incredible, you know, how as we go through the years, how we see the Lord as closed closed doors and open windows and vice versa. And <laughs> for me, um, that was uh, a little bit of a background in electronic. Well, a lot of a background in electronics. And being at the right place in, in the right time uh, is, the, is the worldly de- description of, of what goes on. But I had an opportunity to get involved in um, county seat uh, broadcast television early on, and then into equipment manufacturing uh, for that market. And uh, when um, LCDs first color color 
LCDs first became available, it, it was obvious to me that there was a space-saving opportunity for displays where the displays that we'd grown up with, the CRT displays, had, had never presented. And, of course, everybody's attention on a flat-screen monitor um, starting from the scientific writers going forward, became became um, you know an attractive, desirable alternative. And as as screens got larger and and more uh, feature filled, uh, it was a great opportunity for a, manuf a small manufacturer, even such as uh, Boland, to provide uh, calibrated equipment for the program producers to. Um, be able to utilize in their operations and switch away from the heavy, large and hot displays that everybody had been using. Hmm. That kind of goes along with the general downsizing of electronics in general, where you know now a, an iPhone can have you know an excellent screen, a high high definition camera, and recording capability, and everything fits you know in a quarter inch of your pocket. But um. You know, the history <laughs> to be able to deliver entertainment video into the home uh, didn't start out that way. It started out with stone knives and bear clubs and, you know, rubbing two sticks together <laughs> to make stuff work. Um, so it's really been a blessing for, for uh, you know, this company to be able to provide equipment for doing sports venues and doing um, lots of other uh industries from boardrooms to you know helicopters to just about every kind of entertainment display in parallel but not including you know the the seatback displays we see when we get on a jetliner nowadays oh yeah yeah almost everybody has their own now right yeah yeah that's right you their don't own have a little to screen there you don't have to watch mm -hmm. a film that's threaded through the baggage compartment anymore on TWA or Pan Am going overseas. <laughs> so <laughs> Boland has found a niche, uh, you would say, because this the, what goes on in the background in a TV station or at the networks isn't very apparent, but the whole electronicization of the whole film industry has been very important too. Now using high-end television equipment, you can say. Uh, all of the tools are available for film producers to to generate everything we see at the movie theater nowadays. And um, because of the customization that, that Boland was able to offer its customers, um, the uh, companies that originate the feeds from the sports stadiums for football and golf and, and baseball and, and soccer and everything in the U.S. Uh, found their way in, into those uh, TV trucks, as they're called, to be able to, to provide mm. the play-by-play uh, -play for uh, most everything we see on the weekend. If we tune in wow. uh, tonight, <laughs> we get to see the yeah. All-Star game originated yeah. in trucks out parked out behind the stadium and they have their audio facilities and their video and slow motion and camera facilities and everything and so forth. And so displays are needed at there every junction. And uh, the control so, room is just a wall of monitors so that they can pick just wow. the right shot to deliver to us at the home. Wow. Like how many monitors would you say? 
a for typical tonight. truck for can tonight have 150 show. monitors in it. Wow. And they'll they'll show That's up amazing. with three or four trucks to do audio and to do graphics and somebody to handle all of the yeah. statistics and you know there's there's a whole army of people in the background uh, doing these things for us and it's a, a an expensive mm-hmm. and and very uh, in, uh, intricate industry uh, that goes on you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. How, okay. So take take the All Star Game tonight. Do you have any idea or can you guess about how many cameras they're going to have out there? Including they'll I'm have, some, some are going to they'll be have more than fifty cameras. And that'll wow. be a mix of cameras that are handheld and connected by uh-huh. uh, a wireless technology. There will, because it's baseball, there will not have a camera roaming around over the playing field on wires like for football. Um, mm-hmm. Then there'll be right. a lot of uh, cameras that will uh, be at various parts of the stadium so they can get just the right angle to, to see the play-by-play. And because it's the all-star game, uh, they'll generally have you know cameras up in the in the blimp, which is good for advertising too, <laughs> to be able to provide <laughs> overall shots of you know what's going on, what the city looks yeah. like. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Um, so, uh, is there you know I mean is there one guy overseeing all this? Uh, um, who calls the shots? Um, and how many people, how many people are doing that? You know, they all have little sections in which they, I mean, how do you pull, you know, 150 videos and 50 cameras all together (laughs) into what we see? And there's, there's a whole, there's a whole organizational, you know, layers and layers of, of there is an overall fellow in charge during the broadcast and he's the director. Mm -hmm. And he tells the technical okay. director what camera to choose, what button to push so that you can see the slow-mo or, or the camera on first base or what have you. And then you have somebody in charge of just making sure the exposure on all of those cameras is correct. You'll have somebody in, mm. in, uh, behind a partition who's carefully mixing all the microphone sounds together to deliver that side of our work. In the adjacent truck, there will be an army of people putting together the computer graphics for the statistics and the legends mm. and crawls that go on to the screen. And uh, there will be uh, another group that will just uh, take the, uh, um, the camera images and record them on the slow motion machines and then requeue them up quickly so that the director can call for a, for a, a replay of what just happened at first base, you know, on a, on a close-up. Uh, slow motion basis and then someone will be in yet another place to take all of the pieces uh, that have been going on during the first half of the game and put together some highlights of some of the cool things that happened during just the first part of the game as well as you know the wrap up and of course that's all just somebody working on that almost real time grabbing the 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 you know the cool slide Mm -hmm. into second that that made the game turn out the way it was. Wow. Wow. That is just that it's amazing to me when you hear all this that there aren't that there aren't more mistakes <laughs> that happen. These guys you are know, professional but, and they're really practiced. 
And, um, you know, sometimes the mistakes are are made, but um, procedures and um, so -hmm. forth uh, allow allow that to be minimized and uh, backup equipment so that if something, you know, doesn't work out quite right, there's another way to handle it and so forth is key also. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's there you go, folks. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know when the game gets going. It might even be going uh, now. I guess it starts at around five, so it's going right now as we speak. And uh, and so uh, Mike Mike Bowen uh, has a has an influence on your on your All Star game right now, (laughs) (laughs) which is. Which is pretty pretty cool. Those monitors are are uh, coming through there for 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 us all. So, well, Mike, uh, thank you for taking a little bit of time with us. And uh, I understand you and I are going to get together uh, a little later this week, um, and uh, we're going to go to uh, one of my favorite Johnny's cafes. <laughs> um, have, have you? Have you got a Johnny's Cafe that you like near you? Have you got a place that um, that kind of works like that for you? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, both being in California, we have several favorite spots that have maybe a view or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, breakfast places aren't always known for that, but there's a lot of cool places to get together and, and meet with a friend or meet with a small group and uh, have some good time. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, um, folks, there we go. I think that's about it for our time tonight. Um, and uh, I just uh, pray that that we will all grow and learn some more about uh, being in the world. That's that's really what this is. What this is all about. The Johnny's Cafe, to me, is it's a metaphor. Really, it's it, it's a place where we meet people and uh, where we meet the world at, 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 a, at a personal level. And I believe that that is what it's all about. That is what we are here for. And um, so we need to be looking for opportunities like that to be where God, in those places, to be where he might want us to be. So, Mike, Thank you so much. You got any any last words for us um, here before we uh, wrap this thing up? Thank you, John, for for going to all the effort to to sponsor Blog Talk Radio and uh, share cool. with uh, everyone. You know what what God had designed in the background all of this time for us to have a rich and a full life, mm-hmm. not just a life, and learning about all that and growing and all that is just one of the beautiful parts of uh, life on earth and uh, preparing our time for an afterlife later. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. We got, we can think about greens behind the scenes and we can think about God's hand behind the scenes of everything that we're doing in our lives. Uh, Well, uh, that's what makes it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes it fulfilling and exciting. Thank you so much, Mike. Okay. Thank you, John. You have a good evening. Okay. You too.
Thanks so much. Uh, there we go, folks. That was it. That was uh, Blog Talk Radio for for tonight. And, uh, geez, uh, you know, go pick up on the uh, – <laughs> uh, what do they call that thing? The All-Star Game. Go pick up on the All-Star Game and uh, see how it's going. I want to go see Mike Trout. I understand they're going to put a uh, – a microphone on him for half an inning. Um, and uh, I'd love to the, hear his comments uh, from that, that, that kind of point of view. So should be fun. Well, listen, join us next week. We uh, uh, aren't quite sure what our, who our guests will be, but I am trying to get for next week, Dan Collins, producer of Johnny's Cafe. And I think that would be really fun to uh, talk to Dan and talk about uh, what went behind this album. So uh, God bless you all. We will be with you soon. Um, Hang in there and come next, come back next week. Thank you, Mike. Be our guest.